0: This is Vox Historia, the Voices of History, produced by students of history at Elk Grove High School. Welcome to Vox Historia, the Voices of History. I am Bruce Janu. I teach history at Elk Grove High School, and this is a brand new podcast, a podcast that will be written and produced by students in my world history class. This semester, students have a choice in how they want to learn. They can choose the traditional way, that is with me in class, instructing them. They take notes, complete activities, and then take a test at the end of the unit. Or they can learn the history on their own, pick a topic from the unit, research it, and write and produce a podcast that will be released for everyone on the internet to hear. I just offered this choice this semester, and I had two students choose to do this. Jaden and Emmanuel are right now working on a podcast about the Versailles Peace Treaty, which ended the First World War. That episode should be up sometime next week. Other students were interested, but leery, Some expressed apprehension about putting something out there beyond the walls of the classroom. Some wanted to wait until Jaden and Emmanuel completed theirs so they could hear it and decide if that is something they would like to do as well in coming units. I have been working on podcasts now for a little bit. I have my own podcast called Lilac Wine, where I am reading an historical novel I am writing. I am one of the producers of the We Are EG podcast at Elk Grove High School, along with Rachel Vissing and Kristen Lesniak. We also have another podcast at Elk Grove called School Chat, which is hosted by Mark Hines. Information about those podcasts can be found at eghscollablab.org or wereg.org. Although students are involved in those podcasts too, mainly as subjects, There is not a podcast yet in which students write and produce the content. That is what this podcast will be. Student produced, student written. Although I would like to see some teachers perhaps share their stories of what they have learned in history as well. For the most part, this is going to be for students by students. A bunch of us at EG recently watched the documentary, Most Likely to Succeed, about an alternative school called High Tech High in San Diego. The school is completely interdisciplinary, student-centered. The students decide what to learn and complete a project that is a demonstration of what they learned. This is a great and thought-provoking film. Here is the trailer. We divide the day up uh, in high schools into bits of time, you know, into 40 or 50 minute blocks typically, and then we ring bells and people start to shuffle around the building and do something else. That's an organizational device, it's not an educational principle. 10 university heads in 1890 said, in 11th grade everyone should learn chemistry, in senior year everyone should learn physics. A lot of these subjects are great, but. These priorities were were dictated 124 years ago. The old blue-collar industrial model of education is already gone. We're already living in its wake. What happens to society when hundreds of millions of people have that aimless, rudderless feeling of, I've been replaced by a very small box? I don't know if there's a solution. We all learn in different ways. This isn't the way to do it. This is the way that I did it. If the assignment is, you get it back and you crumple it up and throw it in the trash can. That's kind of one student experience. And if the assignment is to produce something that you're going to present to professionals in the field, that's completely changing the, the whole dynamic. We are trying to have that type of perplexity and curiosity get inculcated in our students. Saying your parents, all your friends' parents, and a bunch of people you don't know are going to be here to see the work you did. It creates an aspect of authenticity, because we are creating something for an audience. The things I think in life that give us some of the greatest satisfaction is making something that wasn't there before. And I can't wait for that moment when it does work, and I'm completely done with it. And it's like all leaves. It'll be one of the greatest moments in life. Kids have that feeling it's transformative for them. I made this, and everyone's coming to look at it. I was really taken by the film. And the film reminded me of moments in my career when I taught interdisciplinary, when I offered alternative project-based assessments. And those, frankly, were some of the best moments in my career. And I wanted to do it again. So Vox Historia was born. This is a work in progress, a little rough around the edges right now. Throughout the semester, we will be posting episodes. In a few days, I will post an episode featuring something about history that I learned for the first time this year. Then Jaden and Emmanuel will post their episode And in class, as we approach our World War II unit, other students, hopefully, will choose this project as well. Every unit we do, students will have this choice. I am able to offer this project to my fourth period world history class because it is a co-taught class. Mr. Jim Pfeiffer is in class with me, so we can logistically handle having some kids learn in a traditional environment and others out in the lab or library working on the podcast. So thanks to him for helping to make this possible. Join us at voxhistoria.org for more information on how to listen and subscribe to the podcast. This podcast will be hosted on anchor.fm. Soon it will be available in Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts and many more podcast services. So when you can... Subscribe to listen to what these students have to offer. The other day, I brought Jaden and Emmanuel down to our podcast room, and it was so much fun watching them interact with the equipment. They were excited, as was I. So stay tuned. We've got some history coming up on Vox Historia, the Voices of History. Thanks for listening.